Good. Now that we have two months of weeks, now we can get like professional. Now, <laughs> now we're gonna really, now we're gonna put some effort in. Yes. Zhuzh it up. Now it's not like, been like calling it, phoning it in mic? before. Yeah, yeah. Right. And this now we're gonna be serious. So you're you're here on the right day. The day we get serious. I'm so excited about this because Christine and, aka Kind Eyes, right? I, I'm gonna, Kathleen, <laughs> yeah, has been around for so long, right? You and are so tried and true, tried and true. This parish, Christine, Kathleen, Margoline, Steveline today. <laughs> I like it, right? Yeah. Okay. The Eileen's. We're gonna make it work. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of MQRA Sunday with Stephen and Margot. This week we're discussing Mark chapter 9, verses 30 through 37. We have uh, two guests with us. One is new and one is a returning. Our returning guest is Christine and our new guest is Kathleen. Take a seat around our kitchen table and join the conversation. Welcome to MQOA Sunday. Thanks for joining us online or in your car or your shower, wherever you are listening to us podcast version. Uh, we're here. Nope. We're happy. Well, we are here, but we're also really happy that you're here. Um, this is like Stephen said, our kitchen table conversation around the Gospels, the Sunday Gospels, and we can't wait to dig into this one. You can follow along by visiting our beta page. This is, we use our small group process in the parish called Beta to kind of give us a scaffolding for these conversations. So join us, um, read along, or just listen, watch, uh, soak it all in. Uh, the first thing we like to do is the icebreaker. And the question this week is, tell us your name, the, where you are in your sibling birth order, if you have siblings, and the person whose house you most love to visit a friend or family member okay i'll go first go Give our guests a little time okay my name is steven um i'm the baby <laughs> of three mm -hmm. if you couldn't tell from the weeks before uh and the favorite place you want to go right like to hang out like vi to visit it, visit my yeah. cousin maria she lives in revere so it's not a long drive but mm -hmm. we sit around her island drinking wine talking her or island, <laughs> like her yes. kitchen, kitchen island, island right? Kitchen yeah, island. I was yes. like, she has an island. Yeah, island. Would be a sound. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, Christine, you ready? Yeah. Um. So my name is Christine, and I am the oldest child of the family, which also probably won't come as a shock to anybody who has met me. <laughs> and true confessions, <laughs> true confessions, mm -hmm. and oh gosh, this is a hard one. Um, I just really, really love um our our friend richard and margaret's house which is right by the salem common it just has the most beautiful mm. yard and since we don't have a yard i just love to be in their backyard because nice. it's just so nice love it very cool all right kathleen slash kind eyes yes well interestingly i'm also the eldest in my family grouping okay and um i'm the eldest of four girls Oh, right, right. That's yeah. hard work. Yeah, that it, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> okay. And um, my favorite place to visit, um, it used to be my sister Mary Lou, who's no longer with us. Okay. Mm. But loved visiting her. We were like kindred spirits. Um, but now she's with God. So 
my next person would be my friend Sue, who lives in Virginia. And we're also kindred spirits and just can tell her anything and everything and not see her for a month and pick up where we left off. So the best friends. The best. The best. The best. best. When's the last time you visited her? Uh, A couple months ago. Oh, Oh, good. good. Oh, since since everything. Yes. Since since the before times. That's That's right. (laughs) That's excellent. Well, I'm Margot. I am unsurprisingly the youngest of my family birth order, youngest of five. And my favorite place to go visit is my sister's house up in Maine. There's all, I mean, like the snacks, Oh. <laughs> the mm. snacks and just the food to go there for dinner. You just feel like you're being spoiled uh-huh. and it's very comfortable and just casual. You can roll up and, you know, you don't Take have your to. Take shoes off. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Nice. They have snuggly pets. What's mm. your favorite snack? What kind of what, what were they offering? Uh, there's always chips of every kind. You know, there's mm. always Cheetos. There's always like those oh, peanut butter filled pretzels. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, there's always um, chocolate. It's always baked good. They bake a lot. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's really it's heaven. Or like diabetic hell, I right, guess. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Whatever side of the coin you're on. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I recommend it if you all want to make Your friends sister's with place? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're in Maine, swing on by. <laughs> she didn't know she's opening a bed and breakfast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? They're ready. They're stocked and ready. Um, so we're going to read through this Sunday's gospel, which is a good one. I'm excited for this conversation. And Christine's going to read it for us first. While she's reading, and then while Kathleen's reading, uh, listener, viewer, take a minute to ask God to point something out to you. Maybe bring your attention to something in particular in that reading, something that is meant just for you to hear this week. And let us know what you hear, too. We'd love to hear from you uh, what your reactions and reflections are. But, Christine, you ready? I am. They left from there and began a journey through Galilee, but he did not wish anyone to know about it. He was teaching his disciples and telling them, the son of man is to be handed over to men and they will kill him. And three days after his death, he will rise. But they did not understand the saying and they were afraid to question him. They came to Capernaum and once inside the house, he began to ask them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they remained silent. They had been discussing among themselves on the way who was the greatest. Then he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone wishes to be first, he shall be the last of all and the servant of all. Taking a child, he placed it in their midst, and putting his arms around it, he said to them, Whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me. Beautiful. Take a minute just to soak that in. Okay, Kathleen, whenever you're ready. Mm Mm-hmm. They left from there and began a journey through Galilee, but he did not wish anyone to know about it. He was teaching his disciples and telling them, the Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. And three days after his death, he will rise. 
But they did not understand the saying, and they were afraid to question him. They came to Capernaum, and once inside the house, he began to ask them, What are you arguing about on the way? But they remained silent. They had been discussing among themselves on the way who was the greatest. Then he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone wishes to be first, he shall be the last of all and the servant of all. Taking a child, he placed it in their midst, and putting his arms around it, he said to them, Whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me. This, oh goodness, this is a fun one. Mm-hmm. What stood out to any of you in this reading? What particularly struck mm. you this time through? Anything? For me, it was the arguing. Like, what are you mm. arguing about? <laughs> yeah. Um, almost like all I could think of was like children looking for attention <laughs> at oh, the dinner yes. table. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, from the back seat. Right. right? Yeah. Me, me. Yeah. You yeah. know, and um, who's better or who's, you know, just competitive mm-hmm. arguing. That's what struck me. And, and after um, all, you're the oldest of four. So this yes. girls, right? Four girls. Okay. Who are very so this never happened. Very in good household. at arguing. <laughs> <laughs> My poor father. Yeah, we all yes. are. <laughs> One could have been a prosecuting attorney. Oh, I must say. okay. She was very, very astute. At oh, okay. <laughs> but that's what struck me. Um, uh, and then Jesus wondered what they were arguing about. Yeah. Why do you think that stood out to you this week? <clears throat> um. I think sometimes people get caught up in maybe wanting to be noticed or mm. feel like they're maybe um, ignored mm. and vying for position, jockeying for position. And that's not really what it's about. Yeah. I mean, we're all in this together and all sort of on an equal footing Yeah, in God's eyes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um but sometimes I think we do maybe get competitive mm-hmm. in our quest to be perfect. Yeah. Right. Right. And isn't it so much easier to argue about dumb stuff mm-hmm. like it's that, right? Dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because right. just before that, they're like, he just told them, oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah. I'm about to meet a grisly, horrible fate. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then amazing things will happen. And they're like, huh, well, okay. Uh, so among us, like who? <laughs> they're who probably trying to think of <laughs> who's going to be the next rabbi. They're like, I'm oh. the greatest to take over uh, for when this right. goes. Okay. I see an opening. The secession planning. I see an opening coming cool, up. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> right, an opening. Yeah, yes. Oh, that's so funny. Because it was probably shocking, probably, to them to hear. And, yeah. And they will kill him. Yeah. Oh, and, and after yeah. three days, he'll rise from the dead, and they're probably like, "What? What? Right? That's not going to happen. Right? No, it's not going to happen." But it's not right. the first time he said this. It's no. the second. Second. Okay. But maybe this is a private conversation, right? Because the other times he was preaching to people. Oh, I think. I don't know. I, we just did this right. reading, but I don't remember. But. I mean, classic dip- apostles, right? They're kind of clueless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in Mark, <laughs> yeah. for sure. And I love, I mean, it says they're afraid to question him, right? Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. I, we th- hear the story. We've heard this reading. All of us have heard this reading like 43 times in mass and then whenever else. Right. And so uh, we kind of naturally put the ending. We, we have the spoilers. Right. We know what happens after this. So when, to us, maybe it not so startling to hear this news that he's giving the disciples. But you're right. It would be un- unfathomable to them. Right? Yeah, shocking. I, I don't think they could accept it. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> Christine, what did you what stuck out to you? Oh, I feel like this is such a great reading for an oldest child in a family. <laughs> <laughs> um and it was something about the line, the if anyone wishes to be first, because there's a way, at least in my family, but I think for a lot, that it was like, Oh, okay, you have to help take care of your little brother. So I was the only girl and the oldest um, with three brothers, and it was that Oh, with the whining. Well, this isn't fair. This isn't fair. Mm. And here is Jesus saying, like, no, if, you know, kind of with this position comes responsibility. Um, And I know on my heart this week, that's something I want to whine about a little bit. And so here it is showing up in the (laughs) serenity. Darn it. it. Darn it. (laughs) Oh, I hate when that happens. (laughs) I love that. How about you, Stephen? Anything kind of strike you? I mean, I love that he says, like, why are you arguing? Arguing. This is... It's it's such a, like a mom question. <laughs> what are you arguing about? Yeah, because I'm I I am imagining a wagon and a road trip <laughs> and yeah, brothers and sisters in the back, maybe right. facing the wrong directions depending right. on what kind of wagon you got. Right, and just bickering and bickering and I am gonna pull this wagon over. And it seems like when you put it into context of children, mm-hmm. it's something. To the child, something so big, like a toy, but to mm-hmm. adults, like it's just a toy, right? So, like, again, Jesus is big picture, and and the men are small picture, right? Who's next, or who's the greatest, or right? And it's surprising. funny that Jesus said, uh, or it says, but they remain silent when Jesus <laughs> asked them, "What were you arguing?" <laughs> <Right>. Nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> like mom, mom saying, "What did you do?" Right, right, right. Nope. Oh Why is your brother gosh. crying? Right. That's so funny. <laughs> and even uh, asking, like you know the answer, right? right exactly. Yeah. This is a trick question. Yeah, you just told us the future. Right. You know what we're talking about, Jesus. I but. was really struck this time about the just the I the the visuals of him taking a child and placing it in their midst i to me that reads like he's like here like look at this child (laughs) and this poor like startled child is probably like what what is happening what you know what's going on but i love that he's like to me it's he's saying like you are so dumb Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though i've told you flat out what's gonna happen here, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna dumb down this message for you. I'm gonna use an object lesson. Like, let me pull out my felt board <laughs> and put this thing here with arrows. Like, th- look, it's this simple, right? Mm-hmm. Which I, I just love. I love a nuanced Jesus. I love a Jesus that get gets aggravated. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sighing Jesus. Yes, well. exactly. But how does a child receive differently than a an adult what do you mean like he's saying like look at this child Mm -hmm. whoever receives one child such as these so what does that mean he's saying like um you have to accept people 
like wait whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me so anyone who like reaches out to care for someone in this case children not valued oh okay right so they didn't have a lot of worth in their family they couldn't do much or Mm -hmm. earn much or whatever and so he's basically saying like look here is this if you you need to accept this water bottle and when you do you're accepting me like it's this even this you know dumb useless thing okay can represent you accepting me in your life okay does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah so I love that he uses that kind of object lesson. Mm-hmm. What do you think, like, what would be a good example for today? If they're, because children, very valued now, at least in our society, yeah. mm-hmm. very sort of prized and precious. So what do you think would be a good thing to grab and bring into the circle as an example? It's a good question. Mm-hmm. Well, is there someone that the church isn't picturing when we say we're reaching out. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is there someone who we aren't like when we're picturing people joining us, who's not in that picture? (laughs) It's interesting. Depending upon the, the church and the people there's, there's Mm -hmm. just such a list. Yeah. There is such a list. Um, So basically you're asking us like, who are the tax collectors and yeah, kind of like who's what? Who's the unvaluable Mm -hmm. that Jesus says this is where you're gonna meet me? He's right. He's talking to the disciples who are like, who's the greatest? Right. And he's saying, no, no, no. It's not about being great. It's about finding me in the least great. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Can you think of anyone in for today's society? Who's gonna say it? (laughs) I think you are. (laughs) I mean, you can if you if we take a broad stroke of all Christianity. Yep. uh, Gays and and homosexuals. Yep. Homeless. Yep. um, Divorced or. Oh yeah. Pierced and tattooed. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I just even think about, you know, especially given where, like, w- one of our two church buildings are, if a person, like you said, homeless mm-hmm. or with mental illness wanders in that, like, somebody has entered, is this okay, is this right. safe, versus, yeah. you know, necessarily an immediate reaction of welcome and calm. Yeah. Right, right. And it's, um, Jesus is talking about prioritizing mm-hmm. the person who doesn't count as important right Mm. in society well that's it's a really difficult question i like to think that the church is accepting people who don't maybe believe strictly Mm. every single thing they might be trying to Mm. um, and maybe need some more education around certain things i think some people are very afraid to come back Mm mm-hmm people who um, might fit the description, Stephen, that you just put forth. Um, So I think that it's really important that the more welcoming we are, because Christ would welcome. Yeah. Yeah. How does the saying go? Welcome the sinner. Um, Oh. I mean, we all all have. Yeah, we're all sinners. We're (laughs) We're all guilty of something, right? Yeah. 
Um, but if but we need to remember that Christ was welcoming mm. yeah. and um, didn't present as a punitive yeah. mm-hmm. person. So I think that's very important to put forth yeah. in our church. And I think we're trying to do that with evangelization mm-hmm. I on think many levels. Absolutely. Evangelization basically is about telling the good news to people, get, you know, and letting people know the happy news that Jesus lived and died and rose for all each of us Mm -hmm. in in a nutshell. Um, And I do, I hope our parish is doing (laughs) it. We're working on this. We have learned a lot about opening up our gaze to people who don't look like us and don't feel like us and don't think like us. And it is kind of challenging. It's challenging, I think, for humans because you look for the people who match you Mm -hmm. just sort of on a basic biology sort of level, right? You know, something that just um, struck me was in relation to the child. The child has no real preconceived notions when Mm -hmm. it's a child. It doesn't really see color Mm -hmm. and it doesn't see um, necessarily evil or someone who doesn't treat people well. Mm -hmm. And it's very trusting and loving. I think it's and then as we get older, that seems to be when we develop some of these other mm-hmm. characteristics that, and, and a lot of that is based on, I think, fear mm. of the unknown or fear of people who don't yes, look like yeah. us or yeah. believe the way we do. And yeah. so that that's what I took away from the child part was that um, maybe we need to be more, like he says, childlike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To and that innocence, well, right? That innocence. innocence yeah. That not, you know, focusing on what divides us or what's different mm-hmm. than what we share. Yeah. And I think you're right, too. I want to loop back to what you said about the difference between what the church wants to offer versus what people are afraid of finding in the church. Mm -hmm. Right. And that that people who are afraid to come back because they're afraid they'll be judged. Right. In my first parish, I remember a young woman who was very troubled. I know because she told me she came in and she was like, I, I. can I come in? I said, yeah, absolutely. And she stood way in the back of the church and watched the whole thing. And at the end of mass, I went back and connected with her again. I said, what do you think? And she was like, I can't come back here. This, I'm not, I'm not holy enough to be here. Mm-hmm. And I knew the people in the pews. <laughs> 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 and I knew yep. like what I could see was that we were looking at the same crowd. Right. Mm-hmm. But what she saw was people who were, knew knew what they were doing right who yeah who had it had something she didn't what i knew from that crowd was that they knew the moves and they knew the words Mm -hmm. but they were not the holiest of bunch Mm -hmm. you know they were not on the whole any holier than this poor troubled woman and i think about her a lot because the mass is the mass right it's It's formal, Mm -hmm. even casual mass is pretty formal and it can be sort of foreboding and, uh, you know, and intimidating. Mm -hmm. So I do, we think about this a lot. Like how do we welcome people into something like that? I love what you said, Margo, about they knew the moves. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It just struck me. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, the prayers to say, you know, the motions to make and, um, 
but that's not what it's all about. And right. if a poor outsider is looking at that and thinking, gee, I don't know the moves and I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the other thing that I loved that you said was they might be afraid what they'll find. Yeah. And maybe they'll find love. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, I love yeah. that, and that, that might be a little scary to them. Maybe they haven't found that before or maybe they don't think. But it's mm. all a risk. You have we have to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so if the lector makes a mistake, they make a mistake. Right. right? They need right. to see that. They read mm-hmm. the second you know. reading before the first. <laughs> right. <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> or they hit a wrong <laughs> note or something. Right. I mean, everyone's human. Yeah. So. Yeah. I wish we. I wish people could, <coughs> like I see. I see like a little video, but I wish we could just like put glasses on just to see like everyone's baggage. Yep. You would yeah. See yes. In the church, it's not the holiest people. It's the people that that come to try to fix what. Right. It's what is that? The hospital. The for hospital for yeah. sinners. Yeah. yeah. Sinners, yep. right. So it's like it, it's a treatment. It's a it's a. So I wish that because we're all going through. We're all yeah. Human mm-hmm. and, you yep. know. Yeah. And I, I do. It reminds me of a where I hear a lot with people. In my family or friends who say they don't go to church and she's like you know what and this person she goes to church yeah. and she's a jerk yes. and i'm like and my point is like yeah she but shouldn't be a jerk the but jerks. it's for the jerks yes <laughs> right. that's where you go to become it's for jerks like us <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so okay we're gonna take a little break yeah, take a little break right now we'll be right back hey there this is margo morin your pastoral associate and i'm simon antonio the director of family engagement we're here from mary queen of the apostles to invite you to try alpha Alpha is a series of conversations around the core concepts of Christian faith and the big questions in life. And it's perfect for you, no matter where you are on your faith journey, even if you haven't started on a faith journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, We feed you, we give you um, great people to meet and a chance to ask your questions about faith and life with people who will not judge you or even necessarily answer your questions. And you can find out when our next series starts on our website at mqoa.org slash alpha. We'll see you there. And we're back. Thanks for coming back with us. I am curious. There's a part here where, um, you know, they're arguing and they're trying to talk about who's great among them. Yeah. Is Jesus saying that ambition is bad? Mm. Is he telling them they shouldn't try to be great? Or greater? They're not trying to be great. <laughs> They're just discussing who they think is great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. Like you like, think that they think they're legends in their own yes. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. And great at what? Fishing? Because they weren't. <laughs> they weren't. Jesus had to save them <laughs> yeah. from that. Fair point. Right? Yeah. Remember when they thought they were gonna die on with the storm and Jesus yep. was like, Go away. Yep. Okay. It was fine. So I've <laughs> no, I don't. I think this is just man, just being people man. being people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I think it's. I mean, and isn't everything on how we define a word? But I do when I hear the word ambition, kind of to Stephen's point, I think kind of a meritless um, jockeying for position or promotion of self. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Jesus and all of us want to see people be them best selves, succeed, succeed really, really well. Um, but for kind of the good of the community and to help people not out of a sense of personal gain or oh, okay. for personal self-promotion, you know, and so that difference between 
Uh, it, it, it's more attitude than behavior mm-hmm. that you might be looking at. That's uh, kind of what I'm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, this has been sort of a a thread through the past few weeks of the Gospels, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, take up your cross, lay down your life, and follow me, and um, this whole thing of needing to be an innocent, mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to be greater yeah. necessarily. And you could easily be like, oh, okay, so what Jesus wants me to do is, like, say, not go to school or not try to get farther in my career or not try to accumulate Mm -hmm. enough money so that I can retire. Right. You could kind of pull that out of these readings. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Because he keeps saying stuff like this. I th- I'm thinking that he thinks that it's better to be a servant mm-hmm. of all. Like when he washed the feet of the disciples. Mm-hmm. And that was a very humbling thing. I would see that as a very humbling thing for him to do. He is the son of God washing the feet and mm-hmm. being a servant. And um, some people, I think in those days, maybe had maybe viewed a servant as less than. Mm-hmm. But I think here, the servant is more than. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And um, that's what we're, ca- I believe that's what we're called to be, yeah. is servants. And that that's really an elevated and exalted position, I think, with Christ. And that even at that wedding, I help me if I don't have the right verse, but um, wasn't there someone who went to a wedding in the Bible and they tried to take the first seat? Mm. Oh, and yeah. They thought they were so important. And then oh. they were asked, yeah. go to the back yeah and it was pretty humbling and yep. the, mm-hmm. the other poor person came up to the front so right so <laughs> it's more about i think what what you're saying is it's more about flipping that script i of, think so of who we mm-hmm. think is important mm-hmm. right yeah. thank you <laughs> no you said it you I mean, said yeah, it i mean he's, he's talking about a child right so he is talking about like someone that's uneducated mm-hmm. that doesn't ha- know it all it, but is trusting and all that like that's that's a total opposite of what they would think is the greatest. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just makes me think of that inherent worth of a person. You know, I have been a Starbucks barista. I've been a psychologist and both are of equal service to this world. Mm. And so mm. it, and maybe we judge ourselves more like, oh, I'm doing this or I'm not doing that sometimes. But that inherent worth, even down to a child who... You know, they take a lot, kids. <laughs> yeah. Give give back love, but maybe not other things. And it's like, no, there's inherent worth to this individual, and it's not based on actions. And so that's I oh. think part of the challenge of the ambition because it's looking not at the important piece, which was that inherent kind of goodness and being a child of God. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love all of that. Mm. That's so great. Oh gosh, I'm going to be thinking about this week. We can this wrap week. it up. Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> we're done. No, we're not done. No, I have more questions. Okay. Uh, do you remember where it says they were afraid to ask him to question him mm-hmm. after he tells them what's going to happen to him? What do you think that fear is about? These are his best friends. They've been traveling with him. They've seen him heal and. Uh, cure and preach he's heard him they've heard him preach this is sort of i'm trying to remember this is they're on the journey to jerusalem and the public ministry of Mm -hmm. galilee is over 
So maybe they didn't want to hear the truth mm. Mm -hmm. that he was going to be killed. Yeah. And but that he would rise and that was probably really freaking them out in a way. Like, what does that mean? If you're dead, you're dead. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's all they knew. Right. Mm. Right. So right. right. They'd never seen a risen body. Right. So maybe it's mm. sort of like my first reaction was, oh, well, what did they think he was going to rebuke them? But no, he wouldn't have yeah. done that if asking a question. I think so that's what I think. They didn't understand and I on one level, but on another level I think they might have understood a little bit and didn't want to hear the, the Let's full, not talk about it. The full yeah. Thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cause it was too horrifying. Yeah. Oh, that makes me wonder. Like, are there things about Jesus that you don't want to admit? Ooh. Mm. We talked a little bit uh, in last week's episode mm -hmm. about it was the, the gospel was, who do you say that I am? Right. We talked a little mm -hmm. bit about how our understanding of who Jesus is can change over our lifetime. Yeah. Has there ever been, well, even if it's not now, has there been a thing in your life that you just didn't, want to face in Jesus? I think it's hard for me to sit with the fact that there is nothing I can do to win Jesus's love. And mm. so Jesus loves me and everyone else just based on our existence. And I can't earn more mm -hmm. or I can't do anything to kind of get kind of like they said with the ambition like the bigger piece of the pie it's just equally given and freely given yeah if I'm open to it and that it, you know I think we're used to as humans I am used to competing for position and love and attention and mm -hmm. like wait what that stuff won't work here right oh. I do this you do that yeah. this is how this works right. oh okay huh? yeah at either of the other of you, or is there anything you've had to really struggle to come to terms with in Jesus? I think, oh, I, the, you know, if he knew the whole thing, if he knew the whole time. Oh, yeah. Or not. That's mm. for me, it's like, gets nerdy. So yeah. I don't want to dive into it too mo too often. <laughs> Steven, <laughs> you know? I don't oh, like if, if he like knew, he knew he he, if he knew um, the whole path. That he was going to follow. That, yeah. yeah, he was going to follow. Like, if he did he know everything, or was it just like in little blips? Mm -hmm. So that for me makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're kind of talking about grace, Christine, right? You're talking mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. this sort of unearned, undeserved mm -hmm. gift of love from God. Mm. And um, yeah, I think my ongoing struggle with Jesus is just how unfair he is. And that, I mean like humanly <laughs> unfair. Yep. Yeah. Like I think, right. yeah. I think it's, sh there should be this response to someone's <laughs> jerkness and Jesus disagrees. You know, Jesus mm -hmm. comes back with grace yeah. when I think he shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, yeah. That's and the opposite the of like thing. I have done, and don't and did all of this right yep. why am i pain right why am i suffering yep. yeah right I mean, and fortunate i mean it's good news for me that he is right fair in the way that in the he moments is. that we don't 
Yeah. Yeah, hold up. Someone, uh, oh, this Old Testament uh, podcast that I listened to, he, one, one episode he said, you know, we all love that God is slow to anger until we think God should get angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slow right? anger it's with like, me. That's so great. Yeah. <laughs> but like, okay, God, where's the lightning? Now's the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to go back to your original question I, I of why they didn't question him yeah i think we just all have friends that there's just like one or two things that we just don't talk about with our friends and this mm. could just be that moment would you like okay yeah yeah you're gonna go die and yeah, yeah you, got, you rise from the dead okay <laughs> sharon okay <laughs> you know like bringing that up yeah I know. You know, judas is talking about money all the time yep. like we get it you're the yep. money guy you know <laughs> so i feel like that would be me like yeah he, that was kind of weird but we're just gonna Continue right, walking. we're just blipping right over that. <laughs> yep. What uh, what would you ask Jesus? What's your big question for Jesus, if you weren't afraid to ask? I would want every dirty detail. <laughs> such a planner. Yeah. Like, what just am I going to wear? What, what am I going to say? Am I going to do something wrong? Oh. Can I change the outcome? Okay. You, you want know. the cheat sheet. You want the answers in the back of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want the videotape that I can scroll forward and be like. Oh, interesting. Security camera. Yeah. (laughs) Of it all. Okay. I would want to know how he can be so patient and loving because I. That is a really awful thing of him. I came to the church kicking and uh, fist to the heavens and then left the church. And the way I came back to the church is astounding to me. Um, in a nutshell, I, God knew exactly what I needed to come oh, back or to okay. at least start me on the path. And it was meeting this Jesuit priest who, as it turns out, was saved by my husband's uncle in the Ooh. fire in Shadowbrook. Oh my goodness. Jesuit seminary in Western Mass in the Berkshires actually. And I sat there and like, I was fighting with the Jesuit priest <gasps> over the church, which was a big mistake because... They, they win. They win. They're yeah. pretty yeah. smart. You know, yeah. very smart. Yeah. Um, but I happened to mention this name, and it was my husband's aunt, and he said her name. And I said, what? okay, so you know this person? He goes, yes, she was a dear friend, and her brother saved me in the fire in the Jesuit oh, seminary. And I'm gosh. sitting there like, oh, this is too – I said my word <laughs> was, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, it and is. And he <laughs> just looked at me and said, no, this is providential. Oof. And mm, that cut right to the core. Yeah. And right. then I came back to the church after that. But God knew that I needed that kind yeah. of an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just reading about it and hearing about it and knowing after years of Catholic school, why did I leave? Mm-hmm. That that was the kind of relationship that I needed uh, to yeah. hear and see in order to bring me back. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess what I'm saying is I can't believe God's patience and mercy with me. Mm-hmm. Because um, I kept seeing the name on caller ID for years and didn't want to answer. Really? <laughs> yeah. I but love that. Yeah. So. It's yeah. very patient. Years, right. Years and years. Very patient. God will wait for sure. Yes. Does anyone else have a question you would ask? I mean, I'm eternally asking, what do you want of me? Yes. <laughs> Where yeah. am I supposed to be going next? Where's my burning bush? And so mm-hmm. that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mine is uh, mine are my two kind of questions are similar. There, um, what's the plan? Just tell me the plan, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Which 
never happens. Yeah. <laughs> and um, also, like, how am I doing? Am I doing this right? Should I? Is this what? Yeah. Is this how I'm supposed to be? You want a yearly review? Yes, I would yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. Uh, some notes. You can work on this. Yeah. Can work on that. Yeah. Exactly. So you have a, I, I think you have a quote, Margo? I do have a quote. Oh. Thanks. Yeah, this is a really good one. I can't tell you the author at this time, but here's how it goes. The question that the disciples are afraid to ask is the question that propels so many Christian attempts to construct an intelligible, if misguided, Christology. So like he's saying, this, this question that the disciples are afraid to ask is the question we're all, we're trying to draw Christ in the image that we want Christ to be, mm. right? So he said, early Christians struggle with that, with what sort of deity lets her or himself get into a corner like that. They needed an almighty God who conquers enemies, not one who suffers and dies. Underneath verses 31 to 32 are the basic questions of who Jesus is and of the nature of God. Such a self-demoting God could hardly be trustworthy. Mm. Right? Ah, This makes me think, like, you're the disciples, you're following this guy, you've been waiting for a Messiah, you think this is it, and he tells you, oh, what's going to happen now is that I'm going to be murdered. And not take over the kingdom and right, you know, rebuild right. the temple and right, and they would see that as weakness. You think? Yeah, yeah, like no, we're like, we want someone to save us, right? right? They've right. written, they've drawn the Messiah that they're expecting, and the mm. one who's arriving now. How do you trust this guy? Right? He had one job. He had one yeah. job. <laughs> That's yeah. Isn't that kind of wild? That's a great quote. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think I do think kind of my takeaway from this reading is like we have to be careful about the Messiah that we draw, right? Because we we don't that's that's sort of ambitious of us, right? That's sort of audacious of us to be like, oh, I know what this Christ is meant to be like. Mm -hmm. I know how this is all supposed to go, and there is a freedom. And letting go of our designs, but also fear. It's very scary to let go of our familiar, the the Christ that we put our hope on, right? Mm. Yeah. Makes me want to think about that. (laughs) Food for thought. (laughs) Right? Right? Uh, Are we taking another break? We'll take another break. We're taking one more break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up and pray. We're standing in front of the sign for Salem. There's a map here of the city. And actually, we see a lot of people stop at this map and uh, as they're coming to visit the city for the first time, or maybe they're the returnees. What's great about it is that the, you can see the ambition, that they always want to see how much they can fit in during their, during their visit here at, the, at Salem. Behind me, there's a great big new hotel that was also, I think, a sign of ambition. Uh, a hotel owner decided that they wanted to see if they could Uh, make it here in Salem by building this great big hotel. Today in the Gospels, there's a a, a pretty good discussion about ambition. Jesus catches everybody talking about uh, who's important and why it's so important to be ambitious. 
And uh, part of the problem, I think, is that uh, Jesus was trying to Jesus was trying to um, show us what real ambition is all about. And for us, real ambition is uh, trying to serve the Lord in others. And that's really what our focus of our time is, whether, uh, whether we're here at MQOA or wherever we find ourselves. Uh, for us, the, the call to serve Jesus is the call to look at those who are uh, suffering in some way or without in some way and bring first the love of God to them, but to do that in a very concrete way, whether it's we serve the poor by feeding them or helping them to find shelter or by uh, serving those who are lonely, by visiting them, uh, by being people who look out into the world and decide that this is the way I want to serve. This is my ambition, uh, to make the world a better place by my presence, by my witnessing to uh, Jesus Christ by my, my, by my discipleship to him. And so as we continue this day, uh, I, I hope that uh, you might examine what is your ambition. Is it to come here and to uh, try to see everything you can see or build something that everyone's going to come to? Or we might challenge ourselves to say, do I have the ambition to serve Jesus Christ? Everyone who comes, everyone who comes to me in need, do I, can I find a way to serve him and them? And God bless you this day. And we're back. Excellent. I'm wondering what you, I just said my takeaway, which is a simple, simple idea. Um, what's your takeaway from this gospel? What are you going to be thinking about this week? What's going to be bugging you this week? I'm going to be focusing on the quote unquote children of this community that we need to be as welcoming as the normal folks. Mm. That's my thing. How can we be more welcoming to those that might, for me, might frighten me a little bit, might make me uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but have the right to a seat as as equal to me? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm. Let us know how that goes. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> Christine, how about you? Um, to me, it, it's weird because this isn't exactly the point of this gospel, but there is something that's just encouraging me maybe the holy spirit to not worry mm. because it is that ambition is not the point piece that is kind of rising up for me so mm. i'll take that i like i like not that. worrying yeah That's a good one. sure easy peasy yeah <laughs> but like done worrying as of now <laughs> <laughs> mic drop <laughs> kathleen how about you i think for me um because I like, I'm sort of an ordered person, or I try to be. Mm -hmm. I have many junk drawers, but I am They're ordered on the outside. Order. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I kind of like to know, like, if I do A, B, then C should follow. Ah. Mm -hmm. And I think I need to lose that, because that's not always true. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I don't have to understand everything. I like to understand <sighs> Yeah. I love to learn and I love to really get it, so mm -hmm. to speak. But there are some things that are just beyond my knowing. And I don't have to understand everything. That's <sighs> God does that. Mm. I just need to trust that he's the pilot and I'm the co-pilot. Right, right. Which, <laughs> that's a whole other issue with <laughs> you know, right. being competitive. But yep. um, <laughs> he's in charge, not me. So. <sighs> Yep. I love that this, you know, this scripture 
says focus on the innocent and that is so challenging right to let go of our to let go and be that open and let go of control and surrender is frightening for the disciples and for us and if you don't mind i'd love to pray for us pray us out today and god i ask your blessing on the people who are watching and who are listening who are wanting to know who are asking for the plan who are needing the feeling of security that comes with knowing the next step and god quell their fear be with them as they begin to take small steps in trusting you with their with their journey god let our church be a church of welcome and of openness a church that looks beyond each other to the children in our midst the young people literally but also the innocent the outsider the unvalued let us god you know, god break our hearts for those people and uh, let us care for them like you do and god um, please bless our guests this week and their families keep our families and friends safe and protected from all harm until we meet again. We ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Leans. <laughs> Thanks for being here with us this week. That's, this was a blast. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And we thank you, viewer and listener. Come back. See us again next week. God bless. MQA Sunday is brought to you by Mary Queen the Apostles Parish, located in the historic city of Salem, Massachusetts. Your hosts are Margo Morin, Pastor Associate, and Stephen Antonio, the Director of Family Engagement. The show is recorded in Salem, Massachusetts, and edited by the staff of MQOA. The beta lesson is written by Margo Morin. Find out more about Mary Queen the Apostles Parish on our website, mqoa.org.